This call is now being recorded. We are SC Podcast. Gary Pasquitz joined by Randy Taylor from National Preps. And, uh, Randy, it's time to talk some recruiting again. And, boy, have we had a uh, feast over the last two weekends in yeah. terms of being able to see some of these top players in California uh, at, at the two opening events. Yeah, it's been fun to uh, get them all in one place. And, and sometimes there's way too many, so you can only see a certain number of them when there's five, 600 in a on a couple of fields, but uh, it still helps you, you know, get to see some body types and and those kind of things. So it's a good evaluation time, and and I know it's a good time for you guys to 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 get a chance to interview them and do your do your uh, stuff. You're going to win a a Pulitzer Prize for. No, I, I'll tell you, I, I like the uh, the ability to see them, like you say, in, in comparison action. Uh, that, that, that to me is the highlight of these camps. And I know yeah. they had a little bit of a different format this year. Uh, yes. with, with the way that they held the camp, um, it made for a much longer camp, but they basically went two positions at a time. And instead of having everybody going, it was just those two positions. They finished up. The next two groups went and then the next two groups went. Um, in terms of pure evaluation, Randy, I thought that format was terrific. Yeah, it, it was. It really is a, a great way to do it. When you can have, and the offense line, defensive line started first. When you have them on the field together, without running backs, without the other positions, and just can focus on those two groups, it is mm-hmm. such a benefit. And then they bring the linebackers, running backs together, wide receivers, DBs, tight ends, and quarterbacks. And so it, it really is a, a great way to uh, to run it, so that you can. Uh, see these kids better, and, and there's so many of them. If if they didn't do that, it'd, it'd be much more overwhelming than it already is. Oh, and some of the camps in the past have been in terms of trying to yes. be able to catch everybody uh, during the day. Sometimes uh, doesn't always work out. Well, I, I know you had a chance to uh, to see both the Northern California camps and the Southern California camps. So let's go through and just talk about. Uh, some of the top Trojan targets that you may have seen and, and, and what you liked about them, what stood out. Uh, let, let, let's talk about the quarterbacks. Um, two guys with offers in the 2020 class out of Southern California. But I also want to ask you about Ryan Holinsky. Is he a guy that you think could end up with the Trojan offer? Well, I, I think he may be the um, most complete uh, pocket quarterback, and, and he's not a bad athlete by any means, but he is the the guy that you could see to, to you know, drop back, stick his foot in the ground and, and throw on time and, and those kind of things. So I think he's he he does that. You know, some of the other guys are maybe a little bit more athletic. Uh, you know, we're talking about DJ or Bryce Young and, and they're different age groups sure. too, but but uh they are different kind of players. And, and, and talk about that. Obviously, they, they are dramatically different uh, kind of players. What are you seeing from DJ right now out there? Well, he's such a big athletic, and he's lost some weight, actually. He's taken some of his weight off, and really mm-hmm. looks good. Uh, his whole thing is he's a typical baseball pitcher and quarterback. And, you know, the baseball throwing lengthens his arm uh, for, for his release. So that's the thing that he – is uh, always has to adjust when he he gets to one sport or the other, uh, and and it carries over sometimes. So 
then there's been a lot of really good, you know, Elway and a whole bunch of different guys have played baseball and football. So it's not like it's there. He's the only guy, but it's just one of those things you have to evaluate or have to, uh, uh, make sure that you're taking into consideration and, and train and, and do those kind of things to get your, your motion back a little bit more compact as a, as a quarterback. So he was a little bit long with uh, excellent arm strength and, uh, you know, he just throws some really nice balls and got a lot of velocity. Uh, Bryce Young is, go ahead. No, that's exactly where I was going to go. Ask about Bryce. To me, Bryce is, uh, extremely talented. He's got arm strength and accuracy and he spins it. You know, he's got that consistent release and, you know, uh, pro, actually it's pro pro rate, but pronates that, that wrist, you know, and, and gets that spin on it and, and does a great job. His thing is just he's not a real big kid. Now I notice he keeps getting thicker, and mm-hmm. so there's a there's that is helping him. Uh, height sometimes isn't as important as as a good thickness and strength. Uh, even though you'd love to have the six three guy, uh, you know the guys at Alabama aren't six three. So uh, I guess you can live with those guys. So. But he's really – he probably had the best throws of the day, I thought, Sunday. Right. I would agree with that. Um, okay, let's uh, let's move to running back. And and I thought a guy, Randy, I would have made an argument for the, the MVP of the day uh, with what he did in some of those uh, running back linebacker drills. What, what was Sean Dollars? If you're talking about USC wanting uh, – everyone wants that game-breaking running back – uh, I, I thought he was as impressive as anybody there. Yeah, and he's actually he was better than I've ever seen him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he had uh, and, and he just you know he's been we've been watching him for years and he just continues to develop. But he is now has that that, 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 that he's physically fit and has that explosiveness and change of direction. He's a confident kid. He's and he's he's got some enough size to take some hits. He probably could be a, an every down back. And so uh, he just was phenomenal. And, and I agree. He was, he might've been the the MVP in my opinion too, of the, of the camp. Okay. And now I want to ask about uh, Austin Jones up in Northern California, because he's a guy who there's not a lot of mutual interest uh, on the surface between SC and him. Uh, what were your thoughts after watching him? Well, he's the uh, the kid from Bishop O'Dowd, right? Yes. So, yeah. So he, I mean, they're uh, he's a really talented kid. Um, you know, he's he's athletic. You know, those things that you look for, sticking your foot in the ground. I didn't see him catch the ball much uh, that I recall, but he just has those those tools uh, that you'd want in a in a back, whether they're two hundred twenty pounds or one hundred eighty five. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Jones is a talented kid. I, I still, uh, to me, think Sean Dollars is the better, uh, the better running back. And, and there's some other kids that I saw. There was, uh, Cameron Wiley, uh, from Desert Springs is a talented kid. I don't think the format, uh, he's from Nevada. I don't think this format's perfect for him, but when you get him, uh, in, in competition in a seven on seven or in a game, he's really, really a talented kid. Um, kids like, uh, just looking at, going through my notes, um, 
you know, there was a kid up there from Washington, uh, Sam Adams Jr., you know, the kid, Eastside Catholic kid was up at Northern California that I really liked. Great looking body type. Uh, another big running back. Uh, that these two kids are 2020 kids. Kendall Milton from Buchanan was a kid that stood out. Uh, so there were some, there it, were some it good like backs. Been, it seems like we've been hearing about Kendall for years, Randy. What do you like about him? He is a physical specimen. Uh, Kendall Milton looks like he's a, uh, you know, as big as uh, Eric Dickerson and, and has that, uh, that body type and he could, looks like he could play linebacker or running back or, or do just about anything. He's just a great physical specimen. Uh, but guys like Chris Street did some, some good things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, DeCarlos Brooks was a good little running back from uh, Chandler, Arizona. And I don't know where all these guys are. Are being re- uh, recruited. Cameron uh, Davis is a talented kid from Upland. So there's a lot of really good backs um, as I go through here that uh, uh, we'll hear more about as they get more carries and get a little bit more attention in camps. I think body type is big in camps for running backs, especially. And so uh, to me, it's always good to see them in person. I, I you know, there's not many that I would offer off of video because you just want to see that running back in, in person. I, 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 one guy I'm going to be interested to follow through the years, a kid at St. St. Anthony's in Long Beach, the Jefferson kid. Uh, yeah. Oh, he was a good size, good size guy. So, uh, I'm going to be interested to see how he does this year. Yeah. I think there's quite a few in that, that category that, uh, are right on that bubble, you know? And mm-hmm. we'll see what uh, what a guy like Jalen Jefferson does. Um, I'm just kind of looking through my all these different notes I have, like it's going crazy. But uh, uh, so there's there's plenty of kids. Um, oh, the oh the other kid I like. He didn't have a great day. Was Keenan Kristen, uh, the kid from Madison in San Diego. I, I mean, right, he did not. Right. He didn't. He wasn't bad. He just, you know, some guys just stand out, and uh, he did okay. Uh, kid Elijah Monroe from Colony was, did, did some nice things. So there's plenty of guys, uh, going through this list. Right now there's, there's almost too many and we'll see if they'll, they'll work, uh, uh, iron, iron it out. Okay. Well, let, let's go out to wide receiver now. Um, I, I think with the trend of, of SC looking at big receivers, uh, the, the, there were two guys there. You know, when you're talking Brew McCoy and Kyle Ford, going against a very good group of defensive backs. Um, yes. And I thought those two guys consistently, I like Micah Pittman too. There was, there was a lot of receivers there. But, but boy, I thought McCoy and Ford, when you're talking two guys in that 6'3", 6'4", range, both of them were real good on Sunday. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Brew McCoy I love because it was upper body. Uh, he has such good size and, and strength up top that it'll help him with separation just by being physical uh, whenever, whenever DB wants to put hands on him. Kyle Ford is probably the, the better athlete, fantastic athlete. I thought he had kind of an okay day catching the ball, but I, I don't see that as a problem with him. He is such a gifted kid. He's, he's really fun to watch. The Bowman kid, uh, I think, is that is that the kid that's committed to uh, uh, Colby Stanford. Bowman? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That kid is phenomenal. He's he's one of the more impressive uh, receivers. And then you know, a kid that I thought stood out was Tariq Luckett. Tariq yeah. Luckett. 
kid from yeah, Jay Sarah. Yeah. yeah, and he's got size. He's a six two ish type kid uh, with some length. And every time I watch him, he just keeps getting better and better. Uh, we didn't see the McNair kid. I don't think he he made it out there. But uh, I thought Luckett uh, did some nice things. And for him and McNair to be playing together, it's, it's kind of a scary deal. But Luckett actually played some safety too and uh, really did a nice job at safety. But there were a lot of really good receivers. Young kid, Gary Bryant is a smaller guy, sure, but he's an sure. explosive kid. Um, so I just, you know, you go through and there's probably, uh, you know, Jaden Navarrete, who's kind of been under the radar because of didn't play last year. He's at Norco. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, uh, and there were some great uh middle of the the line type kids too that uh are gonna be good college players uh that that is there's just too many to name. Right. Let, let me ask you what what did you think of Micah Pittman? Uh which which kid was that? Say it again. Oh uh, oh uh, Micah Pittman? Oh my oh I love Micah Pittman. Now he's I wish he was a little bigger but he is a talented and and he's one of those guys that's going to be thick. Uh, I, he didn't jump out at us, uh, I don't think, on Sunday. But he right. sure is a talented kid. Every other time I've seen him, he sure jumps up. The thing I like when, about when Mike you watch is, tape, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and and I've seen him in other competitions where uh, it, it's you know his team against the other team, and he's instinctive and and aggressive and and tough kid. So. Uh, I, I love him too, and, and to me, he's a guy that uh, probably, with the family and everything, seems like he'd be a uh, guy for for the Trojans. Well, wouldn't be a bad one. Let me ask you the last question no. on receivers. When we're when we're talking, Drew McCoy, is there any temptation in you to look at him on the defensive side of the ball? There is a temptation for me to look at all of them on the other side of the ball. I mean, okay. Drew McCoy, I I have notes of him as a safety. Uh, so I don't, there's, there's no question that he, he might even be able to grow up a linebacker. And if you can turn a good, thick wide receiver into a linebacker, that, that's uh-huh. when you start to talk about special players because of the athleticism and, and explosiveness that, that elite receivers possess, they bring to the, uh, to the linebacker defensive back side. Uh, and defensive back, as, as long as they can turn and run, some of these guys are pretty much, you know, uh, one cut, get down the field kind of guys or stick your foot in the ground and run a dig or something, you know, across the mm-hmm. field. So uh doesn't always translate to defense, but I agree with that on McCoy. Okay. Yeah, he uh, – I, I, I still think Michael Pitt would, would make a great outside yeah. linebacker. Uh, yeah. And I've, and I've seen Brew do some good things uh, there for the Monarchs. So, interesting. Yeah. Okay, let's go to tight end. Boy, uh, a really good group. And, and let's talk about some of those guys. And a good one up in Northern California in Foskey. Um, yeah. But the, the three guys that we did see, I want to throw out three names from Southern California. Uh, Jude okay. Wolf, uh, Michael Martinez, and Darnell Washington. Yeah, and talk about three different kind of guys, Okay. Uh, to me, Wolf is the the kid at St. John Bosco. He's the more he's the most uh, complete, I think, of the uh-huh. uh, tight ends. And and I, the reason I think that he's got the body size, uh, he also can catch the ball, he can block, he can do things. 
Uh, and you and I kind of compared him to a guy that we both remember played at UCLA, Mike Seidman. He kind of had right. that same great tight end kind of number, size, height, weight, you know, length, uh, and, and catches the ball and runs well. So he, to me, is like that perfect, uh, the guy that you would, you know, make a mold. Uh, Martinez is a freak of nature, the kid from modern day. Uh, right. Michael Martinez is, he, first of all, anybody that wears size 19 shoes, you're gonna look funny walking around. I don't, you know, it just doesn't matter. And, and, but he could also, I think we joked about him being able to ski on those bad boys. But his legs and arms, and he's so long, but he could weigh 290 pounds and still go out and catch passes. I think, and he just is a freak of nature, and, and I don't think anybody can cover him. The thing I think he has to do, because he was a basketball player, he has to uh, be better at using some of those basketball skills of, of mm-hmm. using, you know, putting your body between the ball and the and the the hoop or the quarterback and the, the defender or whatever you want, however you want to say it, but just use his body more, which which he should be able to. And he actually is much more agile than you could even think that he would be at his size where he'll adjust to the football and and his hands are so big that 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 it's like it's like me playing with a, a minor you know one of the the, the youth footballs it, that's what a real football is to him it, it's remarkable but and i love the and kid when you, and when you look at his frame randy what gets me is you know he's all of six six yeah and he it's not that he looks lean yeah but like you say, he could get a lot bigger really easily. Yeah, I'm sure he wouldn't want to hear this, but he could be a, a, a left tackle on Sundays, uh, possibly. His arm length and his hands, but but I think I agree with that. he is, could be such a dominant tight end. And I have been kind of having him rated as a Division One guy until the last two weeks, and I've changed it to an elite, you know, guy that you'd offer today. And just because he, you know, been watching him since he was a freshman when he was an old lineman and a defensive lineman, and then now he's grown into this unbelievable tight end. So, uh, great, great kid, fun to watch, and uh, I think the sky's the limit. And it seems like he's a good kid, and we'll work at it. So, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I think Coach Rollinson has a, a target for Bryce or whoever's throwing the ball. Uh, and, and I think he'll knock, knock clear people off the ball as well, uh, to, 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 to open up, you know, the outside run and, and get that, uh, C gap open and, and let him knock some people off the ball. And then there was a kid that walks on the field that we hadn't heard of before. Um, but you talk about physical freaks of nature, Darnell <laughs> Washington from, uh, from Desert Pines up in Nevada. Boy, you talk about a physical presence. Yeah, this is that's a guy that you could think he could uh, look good whether he was walking with the USC basketball team. And by the way, that's a terrible that they didn't get in that tournament. Uh, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. But that was uh, a bad one. yeah, he could look good walking with the basketball team or the football team. You know, he's he's another six 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 seven ish kid. He probably he's a leaner guy. He's probably just a two hundred and and uh, 20, 25-pounder, maybe even a little leaner, but uh, it's so hard to tell with that length. But he's a basketball player body playing football, 
but he has so many tools. The thing about him is he doesn't even know how to play the game. You know what I mean? And I don't mean that, in, you know, he can line sure, up and sure. block and run around, but he's just figuring out how to, you know, sink his hips and, and sticking his foot in the ground and doing those kind of things that he's got to do, whether it's blocking or uh, running around. So uh, just a raw, talented kid that, uh, you know, is somebody that you would kind of recruit and then figure it out in the end. Okay, and so we talked about these Southern California guys, but Isaiah Foskey up there from De La Salle uh, is a guy that we've known since his sophomore year, a guy that we've watched and developed, and uh, he's definitely in that mix this year with guys like Wolf and Ethan Ray from Orange Lutheran. Uh, yeah, Ethan Ray. Foskey? Foskey, to me, is a uh, kind of a guy that could go either side of the ball. I think he has – he passes the eye test. He's got all the size and length and everything you'd want from a guy, uh, but he might be a better defensive end. Um, I just think that he's just a guy, again, he's kind of like Washington. You just take him and, and as a big athlete and figure out which side of the ball he's going to help you on. So uh, I, I really liked uh, uh, I really liked Foskey. And, and there were some good tight ends up there uh, as well. There was a kid named... Uh, uh, Archer from Livermore, I kind of liked. There was a tight end wide receiver from Wood Creek, a kid named Wilford, who I really, really liked, who's a big uh, body, kind of a, uh, oh, I don't know, more like a, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of the kid, the guy's name. It's not a Gronkowski, but the kid that's uh, the wide receiver. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm old. Uh, he played at Minnesota, brought a blank on his name. Anyway. Big athletic wide receiver that could play some tight end, you know, and and Eric so, Decker. yeah, Eric Decker, exactly. I was there when he was playing. Another kid okay. uh, uh, up there that I kind of think has a chance is a kid named Elias Spence from uh, Medford, another big physical athletic tight end. So they had some guys uh, at down here and up in uh, Northern California that'll be good tight end prospects. I think this is another good year for tight ends. And I think that it makes sense now when you look at SC not taking a tight end last year. They didn't push it. In a year right. when you were low on numbers, you know a good tight end class is coming, and you have more numbers this year. It makes more sense. Okay, yeah, no. let's uh, let's talk offensive line. I wanted the first guy I want to talk about is a guy that you saw up in Northern California, and and that's Enoch Gamahi from Hawaii. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I he's he's kind of a, uh, did everything right. You know, he's a physical kid. He's got really good size. I think I remember him something like 6'4-ish and, and 285 pounds. He could move his feet. He, he was a technician. He had really good strength, could sit his butt down and was patient. He did everything you'd want him to do, uh, and he was aggressive when he needed to be uh, good arm length. So he was a knock for Mahi as a talented, talented guy that I, I would take. I'd recruit. Okay, and then uh, down here in Southern California, we've talked a lot about Jonah and Nathan Kalefo, well-established, and I think those yeah. two uh, were probably the top two offensive linemen on the day. But there was a, there was one surprise in Logan Salapagu, and yeah. then Miles Morrow from the underclassmen from Modern Day. I want to know what you thought about him. Yeah, and uh, Salapagu was my favorite lineman of the day. Uh, I thought he was the best lineman there Sunday. Um, 
to me, without any doubt, I thought he did a great job. And in, in, he's, he's a guard. He's an inside guy. He's probably uh-huh. maybe six two ish, uh, but he's so strong. I don't think he lost one rep. No. And I just he to me uh, is is a guy. I don't care how tall he is. He's thick. He has that great Polynesian frame uh, for an offensive lineman. Uh, great leverage. And uh, just was dominant because of those things all day long. Uh, Miles is a guy who's a younger guy who is just coming into his own. He, he's not a big guy. He's probably more center guard size, but he again is a technician. Uh, he plays with good power. Uh, I think he has got feet. He's another guy that did really well Sunday. Um, I didn't see every rep. You know, you're trying to watch all these guys, but I didn't see anybody's every rep, but. But uh, Miles really, and, and even this past fall, he was a guy that you could see uh, he was going to be really good, good offensive lineman. And then how big will he get? And, and that that could depend on where he plays on the line. But here's another guy, I think in a year, if he continues to put on the good weight, uh, will be a stud. And, and will, you know, a lot of people will be looking at him uh, uh, as an inside guy. Yeah, when, we, when you were looking out there at the group and uh, some pretty good guys, like we say, Kalefo and Jonah in there, boy, my, my Miles looked like he fit in just just fine. And I, I couldn't agree did. with you more. I couldn't agree with you more about Logan and just in talking about his strength. That's what, uh, boy, that's what that's what jumped out to me was when he got yeah. his hands on a guy when he when he locked up that guy didn't go anywhere. And, yeah, uh, no question. To see a guy like there that was, come out of you. Go ahead. There was one guy I wanted to add. I think that. Uh, Keep an eye on uh, Luke Felix Hualalo, uh, yeah. who's a he's actually been kind of under the radar, uh, but he's a six seven, three hundred fifteen pound kid, long arms. Look, he's a transfer uh, to modern day. The thing about him is, you know, those uh, they call them. I think they're Chopaz straps, where you wear them for growing pains, right? And you wear them uh-huh. underneath your your kneecap to help support. And he's wearing those, and he's got these huge – I think this guy, uh, even though he's a 2019, will shoot up the radar uh, very quickly. So I, I kind of uh, looking for that kid to be to, – to really take off. Um, oh, he, some of, go ahead. No, as I say, he certainly passed the eyeball test when you see him. That sure helps, doesn't it? Yes, it does. What other kids – because there were some other guys. I mean, they're, they're – uh, Carlos Harrison on the Carlsbad, I thought, did a nice job. Uh, Wyatt Turlock, who's a, a kid from Almodina, uh, was about 62, 285, but I thought he had good technique and feet. So there were quite a few guys out there that are, uh, really, really, uh, gonna, gonna be good and see how they develop to what level they'll be recruited. But I think some of the guys we mentioned will be able to play at the, uh, at SC's level. Okay. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, on the defensive line, I want to give one guy each from Southern California and Northern California. Uh, okay. I thought Kayvon Thibodeau re- re- really stood out. Now, that's going to be no surprise to anybody um, yeah. what, what a physical specimen he is as a defensive end. And, and then Jacob Band is up north. Uh, what, what, one yeah. of my favorite players and just an energy guy all out every time. Give your thoughts on those two guys and any other, uh, any other Trojan targets. Yeah, Kayvon is one of those guys that uh, anytime he wants to can dominate any drill he's in. 
uh, and, and so he has tools that he can overmatch the blockers. And I think in in these kind of events, same kind of thing with Lepo and and Jonah uh, from uh, uh, Narbonne. Uh, they are so talented. I think they can coast a little bit. And and when you know, but when Kayvon decides it's time to get to the passer, uh, he hit the matchup between him and. Kayvon and Jonah was fantastic to watch. A lot of fun to watch. And, yes, it was. Yeah, and they both made, they both knew it was important, and uh, uh, they both really, really competed well. And I think the thing about uh, Kayvon, he, he just needs to be more technically sound, and, and he needs to be more creative. You know, the, the thing about pass rushers, those true pass rushers, they've got two or three or four moves that they've already thought about, okay, I'm going to use this first, this second, this third, and this is my fourth. And that's a thing that I think he has to become uh, more creative uh, in that. And he'll be, uh, you know, he's a guy you could think of be on Sunday, play on Sundays. But uh, and the, then Bandits was that, dominant. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, it's interesting because that's what we, we, Willie McGinnis was the coach of that group. And that's what he yeah. was hammering to Kayvon. Okay, th- th- this is good, but you need to start thinking about the moves you're going to need at the next level. Yeah, was one of the comments that he's made to him. Yeah, yeah, because with just with sheer athleticism, he can get around the high school lineman, and he'll be able to get around some college lineman that way. Sure, but he sure. won't be able to do it at that that next level. So okay, Bandis. Bandis uh, is a, another guy that you know we've all been kind of watching for quite some time. He's he's a thick, big, strong. Uh, you know, he's he's probably a 300-pounder, but the thing about Bandis is he just has such a great get-off. His quickness is is outstanding, and and then, to top that off, he, he's a complete D-tackle, because what he does is he then has great hands. They're violent, they're active, uh, he really, really is an explosive player, uh, and he's put on some weight. He, he doesn't even look like a great, you know, he's, he's a little heavy looking, but his athleticism is, is off the charts and his quickness. So he, he is a fantastic inside, uh, a defensive tackle, three technique, get up the field, change direction, redirect and chase. Uh, you know, he could play nose. He, he could do a lot of different things on the defensive. Uh, I really like him. And then you got a guy, you know, Keon Ware Hudson, uh, yeah. another, you know, we've talked about him, the bowling ball type of frame. Uh, he, yeah. he, he was down there. He showed some of that similar, uh, the qualities of Bandis. Uh, I don't know if he's at the same level. He's close. Right. Uh, similar size. Yeah, they're s- similar size. You know, Keon had excellent get off on Sunday. Uh, he's a, an agile kid at his size. And, you know, the thing you and I even talked about on Sunday is, you know, he really was kind of a, a defensive end or, you know, a bigger, uh, a, a over bigger linebacker on the edge before, you know, so he has right. that agility and quickness and, uh, he's a pass rusher. So both of those two guys will be good inside pass rushers, which are really, really important. Okay. Then and, let's go back to, uh, oh, go ahead. One of the other guy I wanted to mention was uh, Drake Jackson. Okay. Uh, and the kid from, uh, Centennial. And, and the thing, Drake just continues, uh, a year ago, he was really, really under the radar, just a great looking kid. Uh, as he continues to 
get bigger, stronger, and faster and, and figure out the game, he is a no-brainer. Uh, to me, he could be that 3-4 defensive end. He could move in, and I think he's going to get big enough to move inside. He's got great arm length, uh, so he could play a couple different positions along the defensive line from Centennial Corona. And I, I think if he maintains his quickness as he gets bigger, he's and I and I believe SC may have offered him. Oh yes, yes, yeah. And so I, I think he's one of those guys that uh, uh, it will is just fun to watch. But there's. Uh, you know, there's some good Michael Callahan from Yo Melinda, uh, at, at Sunday is that kind of a defensive mm-hmm. end type kid. He kind of has a little bit of that hair on fire, uh, kind of edge rusher that, that you see sometimes in the NFL. You know, really good quick hands. He's a good technique guy and gets under and can dip his shoulder and get to the passer. So that kid out of Yo Melinda, I think, is a guy to watch. So, it was fun. There were some really good, uh, talented kids. There was a big kid, I saw a defensive end from Antelope Valley that I liked, uh, Dylan Hall. Who okay. was just a long-armed, uh, good-looking kid, about 6'5", 240, who could, could be one of those guys to develop. Um, so I, there, you know, and there were, there were others, but, uh, so those were some of the kids that jumped out at me. Okay. Let's, uh, Let's go back to linebacker. Um, following up last year's good linebacker year with some more very good players. Um, yeah. I thought the best linebacker on the field was a 2020 kid in Justin Flo. <laughs> uh, but we certainly yeah. talked about him. Uh, yeah. But some of the other guys, when you're talking about Mananoa, uh, when you're talking about the Perkins kid, and then I know you liked Andre Wright from Harrisburg in Pennsylvania, a guy who stopped yeah. by SC Spring Ball. Uh, who's yeah, the linebacker picked, up, to you? picked up an offer, yeah. Yes, he did. And, and yes, he did. So backing up, you know, go back to Mananoa, and, and uh, the thing about him is just such a great size athletic yes. guy uh, who can move around the field. He was good in space. I don't think he's going to make a living in, in coverage or do things like that. He's going to be around the line of scrimmage. He can also uh, – I think he has some pass rushing skills too. So – uh, he and actually, uh, Mace Foon are, are similar kind of bats, the kid out of, uh, modern day. So those two sure, are very, sure. very similar. They're bigger, uh, really stout, but athletic, physical guys that, uh, uh, can do a lot of things at the line of scrimmage, play some underneath coverage and will run to the football and, and play hard. So those guys are fun to watch. With Mononoa, yeah, his, his thickness is what jumped out to me right away. Um, yeah. there, there, there's nothing skinny about this kid. No, not not at all. And, and uh, the other guy you mentioned, you know, Flo was another guy you mentioned. He is he is uh, looks like the the picture of a linebacker when you right. when you put it in the in the you know dictionary. And he's an elite athlete with length and strength. Uh, he he's a guy that could play any of the linebacker positions. You know, you talk about mm-hmm. the Will and the Sam and the Mike and the all the different kind of linebackers, you, you, you know, or you start getting into the to Rovers and, and all these other names that uh, Star and everything else. He can play a lot of those positions, and uh, he was fun to watch. And, and I've gotten to know him a little bit just by going over to practice at Upland, and he's a great kid. Uh, he, I think he got caught up in the excitement of Sunday, and I think kids uh, – uh, do that, you know, it's it's kind of like going down the red carpet in a way. 
for these uh-huh. kids, you know, so they get really pumped up about how, how, uh, you know, about the event itself. Um, but he's a great kid and, and I, I, I think he's going to be a dominant guy, uh, at the next level too. And, and then the other guy I mentioned was Andre White. He's the kid from Harrisburg who we saw up in Northern California and loved. And then, uh, uh, he, he and his uncle decided to make a trip to Southern California and went and saw USC and UCLA and SC offered him. Uh, the day he came in, he's about a 6'3", 225-pounder, uh, probably an outside linebacker. He's been offered by Penn State and Pitt and all the usual, Boston College, all those guys out there. Uh, it was probably great for, you know, when a guy comes out here for a camp this far away, they're, they're looking. And uh, it was kind of a vacation for the uncle and for, for him to see if he could see himself in the, uh, uh, see himself in the, on the West Coast, so mm-hmm. good-looking, good-looking kid. There were a lot of really good-looking uh, players out there that I, I thought. John Perkins was another really good kid. Yeah, a kid yeah. from uh, uh, Cajon. Cajon. Uh, yeah, he he's a talented guy. Um, oh, I, let's see, how much did I have? He's about a six-foot-ish, and. Uh, Where's my note on, on uh, Perkins? About six foot and a half, 220. Uh, he's got good arm length, and he's an athletic kid. He's a quick athletic inside guy to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's where he's going to end up, and, and really like him. He's gotten some attention from around the country. Uh, and he's a guy that just keeps continuing to develop. You know, his, his body has been changing and, and really has done uh, – gotten himself in great shape. And, you know, we're, we're talking about guys like the Gabriel Floyd was there, and we're not even sure. talking about, about him or Spencer Lytle or or some of these other really, really good good players uh, that were there that were kind of, uh, you know, ho-hum. And the Gabriel Floyd <laughs> you know. is a great example. He he, he was yeah. as good as anybody there, I think. And yeah. oh, I want to say one last thing on Flo before we go back to the secondary. You you, you talk about, like, the, the red carpet experience for him coming out there. It was one thing I noticed was, even though he's only a sophomore, boy, he has big man at camp status. Yeah. When he was walking around there, those other players knew who he was, and he was out there, and I thought that, I thought that was interesting. Not too many sophomores get that, but, boy, he – he commanded the attention out there. He, that's a special and, player. And he was dressed for success. I mean, he looked, yes, he was. you know, <laughs> he's a good looking, really good looking kid. The other kid that was out there that, that I don't know if he had was tweaked a little bit, but the, uh, uh, Jacob Asa Turner from Carlsbad is probably one of the prettiest looking guys, uh, walking around. He's about a 6'3, right. 210, 215 pound kid. Uh, and I, I didn't see him in a lot of drills and I, he might have had a couple of, uh, some, some reasons and track might be part of it. He's a really, uh, uh, a high, uh, a high level track guy down in San Diego. So that, that may be, uh, one of his reasons for not doing too much, you know, which makes yeah, sense he, to me. And he was definitely out there. I, I liked his game. He was at SC spring practice during week one. Uh, so yeah. there's a lot of interest there. Uh, he, yeah, I like his game too. Uh, okay, yep. let's let's go back. Last group of the day, talking about the DBs. Um, well, one guy up north, I want to ha- I want to get your opinion on is Trent McDuffie, uh, who's a local Southern California kid, but took part up north, had an early SC offer. What do you think of Trent? Well, the thing about Trent is he just can flat out run. 
You know, he's he is uh, has good speed. He's got quickness, feet and hips, all the things you'd want. I think he could possibly be a top corner cover, uh, a cover corner, excuse me. And and a lot of it is because of the makeup speed that he has. Uh, uh-huh. He's really uh, really a talented kid. Um, so I I think he will be a guy that you know he sticks with the. Now he hadn't committed. He just had the offer. Uh, along with with many other offers, but mm-hmm, he's a mm-hmm. fun guy to watch, and and uh, just speed is what I really like about him. Okay, and then let's go down to Southern California. First of all, did did, I, did Isaiah Rutherford take part? Uh, I don't recall. You know, there's only 600 kids or so. so right, I'm, right. I, I okay. Don't know if I saw no, uh, okay, then let's go down to Southern California. <laughs> let's. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to get three names. I'm going to give three names, Randy, that jumped out to me, and they're names that we know uh, when you're talking Chris Steele, Jeremiah Cradell, and Jordan Patterson. Uh, Jordan Patterson's a big guy out there. Uh, yeah. And then you also have your Max Williamses. Uh, there were some guys out there in the secondary on Sunday. There were a whole bunch of guys out there on the secondary, and, and Steele was one of them. Uh, the thing I love watching tape on him is just his toughness and competitiveness. Uh, but he has cover skills. So he's a uh-huh. kid. Chris Steele could play safety or corner, uh, and is an elite, an elite player. So I, it was fun to watch him. Uh, I've, I've been a Jeremiah Cradell fan since he was a freshman and, and had an offer great on him since he was a freshman. And I think he was actually back playing at Summit back in the day when that, when your running back was there. Uh, he's, he is another guy with size, has cover skills, but I think would be a better safety, but could play cover and, and press, uh, be, you know, or play corner and press and maybe in some zone schemes. I don't know if he's an off man guy, but, um, he's definitely one of those guys that, uh, will be a really good defensive back. You mentioned Patterson looks like you'd want every safety to look. You know he's he's long and and athletic and and uh, he can break on the football and good height to go with that not just arm length and all that. Jordan Patterson looks like a you know one of those poster boys for the safety position and shoot he could probably play, play wide receiver. He's just such a big good looking athlete. But right. uh, it's a nice and ball skills are so important for those kids and look like he had that at the from the safety position. Okay, yeah, then you had your Max Williams and your Mason Williams. You had Chris Amadora. No, uh, yeah, it was well. loaded with players. Yeah, the, the uh, let me just looking for my DB list. Uh, the, um, yeah, uh, talk amongst yourselves, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, well, we, 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 we were sitting there watching it. It was, just, uh, it, it was just such a good, just the matchups you were seeing out there. You know, yeah. when you were having yeah. Kyle Ford against Steele, when you were having Brew against, uh, you know, Cradell. That, yeah. That's what no. you want to go out to those camps and see, how they compete no against question. each other. Yeah, the skill the skill positions are the most – are probably the most fun to watch. And and, uh, and the kid – the kid new kid transfer kid, Bryson Washington from modern day, look good. Right. Boy, uh, did yeah, modern day I, have a group of DBs. Oh, my goodness. Elias yeah, Bricks. Elias Bricks, yeah. Who, who really is a safety to me. Um, I, you know, I think I, he's much better going downhill, but you've got, uh, Cradell and, and, 
Mark Perry is a good-looking player. Uh, Rubio Warren. From right. Yeah, all-around kid. So there's a whole bunch of those kids uh, that were out there. Shamar Martin from Morris was, a, you know, so uh, Nimmo from Modern Day is a good player. I like him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was so many good good players out there. The kid from Arizona I really liked, Javin Wright. Uh, from Hamilton High School in Arizona. He's about a 6'4", 190-pound kid, great-looking kid. Uh, there was a, a corner that I really kind of liked from Liberty High School who kind of seems like he's under the radar. Cervantes White is mm-hmm. is not a bigger kid. He's probably 5'9", 5'10", 170, but he probably had the best feet uh, uh, in those drills, you know, in his – you know, when you, you backpedal, turn and run, shuffle, shove, all those different things they make the DBs go through, uh, he really, really did a great job. Um, Jordan Patterson at Narbonne is a great-looking kid. So there's a ton of safeties and corners, and then there's a whole bunch of guys that can kind of go in between them both and and play either or. So it's fun to watch that group. That there's Those are the best athletes, the, the DBs to me are the best athletes on the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope anybody who just listened to this podcast just got an understanding of how many players were out there uh, oh. over these last two weekends. When, when you're talking from the state of California, boy, it's uh, it's a loaded group. It's a good thing the Trojans have a lot of scholarships this year. They'll be pushing <laughs> the 25 marks. So it's a good time to have it, yeah. So yeah, no thanks, part. as always, for your time, Randy. I appreciate the breakdown. And uh, t- take care of that back after a long day watching oh. football. Thanks, buddy. I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, if I had to be out there doing something with a bad back, I'd be watching football. Why not? Why not? All right. Have a good Why day, not? Randy. Thanks for your time. All right. Thanks.